Yo, what's up, world? It's John Fowler coming to you again live from Horn Castle, home of the uh, Recovery Nation here in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I did my first segment earlier today, a little bit about uh, addiction and what our families go through and things of that nature, stuff like that, how people on the outside don't really understand deep down what we're really going through, and it bring, brings a lot of a lot of hate to us, a lot of resentment, things like that. And uh, I just wish that we could make people understand a whole lot better what it is that we're really what we're really going through out there uh earlier i didn't have my uh my partner with me uh his name is uh aaron gunner he's uh he's in the studio with me tonight we're gonna just kind of break it down for you do a little pilot for you kind of introduce ourselves let y'all kind of get to know us a little bit because we sure uh welcome all followers we appreciate all the listeners out there, uh, you just bear with us for a few episodes to give us a chance to get going. We're going to tell you the true story, the real life shit that's coming from inside of an attic, inside the halfway house, the, re- the real stuff that we're really going through out here, the kind of shit that you're not going to get out of a out of a book or self-help DVD or you're not going to get out of a classroom or anything like that. We're going to tell you what we day by day, what we, what we really go to about when they say the struggle is real. How real the struggle really is. So uh, we're gonna take just a brief moment and let Aaron give you a little rundown on himself, and then we're gonna get a little deeper off in it. So Aaron, go ahead. All right, what's up, everybody? Aaron Gunner here. Um, <clears throat> as John said, we will um, we will delve into delve deeper into this um, this disease, which is addiction. Um, I struggle with it every day. He struggles with it every day. Everybody in this house struggles with it, and uh, a lot of people might not understand it, but it is a disease. You know, um, there's a lot of factors that go into addiction, and <laughs> science probably still hasn't discovered all there is underlying issues as far as addiction goes. But uh, <clears throat> this this disease definitely doesn't discriminate. It affects all walks of the world. Um, I talked to. Uh, to a guy earlier at a meeting after an AA meeting that uh, was telling me a little bit about his life. Um, he just got charged with uh, his fourth DUI. Um, he decided to move back to Murfreesboro after s- spending about 20 years out in Arizona. He was a law enforcement officer and worked for the government for 20 plus years. And uh, he said that um, <clears throat> that he uh, loaded up a flatbed truck with a um, 16-foot cattle trailer and got as shit-faced as he could before he could. He left Arizona and made it back to Murfreesboro where he grew up. He said he didn't remember any of it. Uh, ended up getting pulled over as he got into the city limits and got his fourth DUI, and he's still waiting trial on that. Um, but, I mean... Just in a little example like that, it just goes to show you that addiction does not care who you are, where you come from, what kind of career you had, who you work for, none of that. It, it affects us all. And uh, I'll let you in on a little bit more about my life, but as of right now, I'm a 36-year-old man, uh, single father. i got a son that's seven years old. He's going to turn eight in June. Um, I'm doing this whole halfway house thing. Not only for him, but for myself. I have to get on my feet, on my own, for the first time in my life. I don't have no family to back me up. I've got to do this on my own. I've got friends with me that are close to me, uh, like John here. 
who help me out. We help each other out. We do anything that we can for each other uh, to get us through another day. One of the key phrases you'll hear at a lot of the meetings and and uh, uh, you know get-togethers that we have here in this this recovery community of ours is is just for a day. And just for a day, I'm alive, and that's a, that's a big big thing for me. And I'm healthy, and I got a job. So there's some definitely some positive factors that are going into my life. So that's me in a nutshell right now. But uh, definitely have more to say later on, maybe in another segment. But for right now, I'll give the give the mic back over to John. All right, world, we're going to take a little break here from Murfreesboro here on Horncastle. We're going to sign off, but we'll be back with you here in just a couple of minutes. John Fowler and Aaron Gunner coming back live to you from uh, Horncastle, still February the 28th, a little intermission right there off of our uh, first segment. Now we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, the truce and the, the things that we really go through on a on an everyday basis, the shit that goes that goes on in our mind, the stuff that the stuff that really hits, the really stuff that really hits home, the stuff that you're going to relate to. Uh, life in a halfway house, uh, it's different. It's a di- di- different experience. I mean... It's it's not jail, but it's like jail. It's like you're being allowed to do your time on the outside, on the free world, uh, but you're still under uh, supervision. With some of it's positive, I see negatives. There's pros, there's cons. I mean, that's just anything you do in the world. But uh, I mean, you're required to have a job, which I mean, that's just part of the structure of society. Just acclimating back in, uh, you have to uh, have someone that you're accountable to, basically at all times. Uh, we have a sign-out sheet on the refrigerator here. Uh, if you go to the store, you got to write store time, date, when you get back, that type of thing. Um, I mentioned in an earlier episode about the uh, six meetings a week that we have to do, things like that. Uh, but what it really comes down to is once you once you do put the drugs down, once you once you do stop drinking, once you do stop doing those things, and uh, the real problem starts to surface, that's not always the the toughest part. I mean. Yeah, you're drug tested, and that's just uh, part part of being accountable to somebody. Uh, you do your meetings, which is also part of being accountable to somebody. It's all about doing something that you've never done, just about doing something different. Uh, it's like the old saying goes, if you want something you never had, you got to do something that you never did, stuff like that. But what I'm saying here is, uh, is like once you get past the problem with all the drugs and stuff, then you got to start dealing with the other stuff. you got to start dealing with the nitpicking, the other people. Uh, people that are trying to point you out, set you out, and they're doing the same types. Of, they're doing the same types of things. If uh, nothing worse, uh, it makes it hard on your recovery. Sometimes, I mean, you'll be put in situations and things like that. I mean, it's like you've got a 10 o'clock curfew, and somebody comes home at 11 o'clock, and then somebody comes home at 10:05, and because you're a house manager, that seems like that flies. I mean, and that that that's cool, but what? What you don't see on the deeper part of the problem is is when someone new to the program sees that, then they're automatically having a bad attitude off the top because they're trying to figure out why is he better than I am. Fuck that shit. I mean, stuff like that. And that, that that's the way I feel. It's like uh, they're not watching what they're doing. They don't care what they're doing, but they're watching what you're doing. Uh, we've had a couple of guys that have been kicked out here over the last couple of weeks for, uh, for using... Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to get high and not out and live in this house. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, we're all fighting the same demon. Everyone knows how hard of a struggle it is. If I see another man using, it's not my it's not my position to point that man out and call 
the the house director, the director of the program, and, and tell him. Because my experience is, if it's not life-threatening, if the man is not in, in jeopardy of losing his life or harming another person, I'm not here to tell on somebody. And there are others that are here to tell, tell on somebody, and it's not the fact that they're telling, it's the fact their motives behind it when they're telling. They're not doing it to benefit or to help their self or to help their recovery because they feel like they're in jeopardy of using or getting high or affecting their sobriety in any any other way. They're they're doing it just just out of spite basically. And it's not just how I feel. That that's the way it is. And me and Aaron, we've seen things since we've been here and we've experienced things like that and I'm gonna get get his take on, on how he feels about the way way things revolve in that area. Well, first off, um <clears throat> Since I arrived here um, December the 18th, um, there's, there was no house manager at all when I first arrived. Uh, he had gone on a, on a vacation of some sort. It was the holidays, so there were very few people here. Um, I myself, you know, <clears throat> didn't want to go back to my hometown. Um, did, didn't really have the family or anything like that that a lot of people do have. And, no, uh, no pity party here. I don't want that. I mean, I'm, I am who I am, and I've been through what I've been through, and it's, it's molded me into the man that I am today. But um, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> the whole house manager situation, um, this place can pretty much um, run itself without putting a man um, uh, that's going through the same, the same problems that we are as just regular um, tenants. Basically, what I'm getting at is the the whole role of house manager is not necessary in my mind um, in this program. If there's a problem in the house with somebody using or um, or threatening other people, um, usually, you know, like John said, if it's not life threatening, uh, those situations work themselves out. Um, if a person's using and they're keeping to themselves um, and there's really no issue yeah um, it's wrong and it's against what this program stands for but that person's not harming anybody but their own you know their own selves so anyways back to the whole um, house manager deal um, like I said when I first arrived here there was nobody in that role there have been a few people there were a few people here that have senior house members that have been here for a substantial amount of time and um, they knew the program and they were very helpful um, at this present time there's only one of those people left in this house um, I'm not going to put any names out but he's been here for over a year now and <clears throat> he does a lot for the program as far as working on uh, the, the homes that we live in this program uh, offers three separate uh, residences and it kind of helps out around um, all three of those um, but um, about a month into my stay here uh, the original house manager uh, moved back in and we had some we had some people here that really weren't serious about um, their recovery whatsoever they didn't have jobs I think it was pretty obvious that uh, they were using and 
trying to get at is, you know, they they were upstanding people, but in, in the program's eyes, but in everybody else's eyes, you know, it was obvious that they were up to no good and stuff like that. And uh, this house manager ends up falling into, you know, that little group, and one thing led to another, and he had relapsed, and it turned into a really, really volatile situation, not for, you know, not nothing life-threatening, but when you've got a house manager that has relapsed and uh, is uh, offering drugs and, and trying to uh, get you to find him drugs, um, it definitely affects your <clears throat> your recovery, and it definitely, like, kickstarts, you know, certain triggers of your own addiction. Um, it's not easy, because um, <clears throat> there are rules here, and... You know, when you got eight people following those rules and you got a house manager that's supposed to be over all those eight people and he's just breaking every rule he possibly can, it's just, you know, turns into a shitty situation. But, um, anyways, uh, that's my little reflection on our first house manager here. And the whole new, the new guy that they had replaced him, guy that's been here that knows the, the programs, uh, founder or whatnot and they're really good friends he's helped him out through hard times and stuff and his relapses and stuff like that and brought him back and, I don't know it's just like John said earlier you know sometimes uh, it seems to be a little bit nitpicky like like somebody's a teacher's pet around here and that, that really doesn't help out in certain, certain situations but I don't know today was a really tiring day for me I'm kind of delirious so I might be mumbling and not making any sense to any of y'all out there, so I'm going to hand it back to somebody who's a lot uh, lot more <clears throat> on point with his delivery. So, back to you, John. I'm going to wrap this up with the conclusion. My whole point in this whole whole segment here is uh, in, in in the halfway house, in life, in, in any, anything that you do anywhere you are, is we're all here for one common goal. We're here, we're here for, for one thing. And that's uh, let's try to get our life right. We're not here to be enemies. We're not here to fight against one another. We're we're here to try to maintain sobriety, to get back into society, to be there, be there for our families, and be there for our children, and our wives, and girlfriends, and any, anybody like that that's been affected by our path from the bridges and stuff that we burned. And through my eyes, I wish that everyone could come together, and we could all understand that we're we're fighting the same monsters. That we're trying that we're trying to clean out our closet and we're trying to start a new life and harming each other and cutting each other behind your back and stuff like that. It's all just a bunch of petty bullshit, really. I mean, if you want to know the truth. So I just want to let you know that's what's going on with us right now with a little bit of controversy and things like that inside the house. I know this episode here hasn't been that that exciting, but we gotta let you know kind of what's what's going on with us so you'll be able to understand. At, at other times but uh we appreciate you listening we appreciate you uh tuning in uh we hope you'll come back at the same time tomorrow and uh check us out as we uh continue on with the struggle of struggle of life and our addiction and uh we just hope you have a good night signing out from horncastle in murfreesboro this is jay fowler and aaron gunner good night